When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. And welcome back to another episode of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. It is the Corey C. And we are continuing to interview our student athletes who have signed with Jackson State University. This exciting 2023 recruiting class led by Coach T.C. Taylor. And we're bringing you a wide receiver today. A wide receiver transfer out of Idaho State. None other than Brandon Johnson. Welcome yes, to Tiger sir. Talk with the 1400 Club. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Appreciate oh, it. Man, our pleasure. Our pleasure. How's it going, man? How you feeling? feeling great man i can't complain you know just it's a new scenery for me you know it's a new opportunities new things that are going to be done at jackson state this year it's, it's an exciting time for real so i'm excited to see what this team has to to offer i know a lot of the guys have been in communication with them and we're gonna make something happen it's, it's gonna be something special for real so i'm excited yeah, the fans are excited as well, man. We can feel it. We can sense it. We see you guys communicating with each other on, on Twitter, making some big plans, having some big goals. No drop-off from previous seasons. Because obviously, this is a successful program past couple seasons under Coach Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, who has moved on, of course. But we don't feel as though it'll be any drop-off. And I know you're going to contribute to that. Yes, yes, sir. We're going to make it. Hey, we're going for a three-peat, just like the fans say. We're going for a three-peat. We're going to make it happen. And we're no going to keep going. We're going to build this this foundation of winning in this community and that's what it should be and that's what it will be so yeah, that's what it will be absolutely sure. absolutely so big move to the jackson state university yeah. have you made it to campus yet or when will you be enrolling i'm actually on my way i'll be out there tomorrow morning actually so i'm in austin texas right now okay. as we speak um with some family my sister lives out here so i decided to stop by on the way but tomorrow morning i'll officially be in jackson you know i'll be out there to make things happen so i'm excited you know i went on my visit not too long ago um earlier in the week and i loved it you know that's as simple as that you know i saw the facilities i saw the community saw the people like even when i was on my visit they didn't even know i went to jackson state and they were like why are you in town and i'm mm -hmm. like i saw on a visit trying to see you know where i want to land my feet and then they were like wow like well jackson jackson state's the place to go and i could see you know like just out in the community everybody's wearing Jackson State gear and I could see how heavily involved the people are with this school and I see how much of an impact this school has on the community so I think playing for something like that means a lot to me and I want to contribute to it so I'm excited. So you're saying as you were in town for the visit just out and about in the community throughout the city people random people strangers were approaching you or just striking up conversation and asking you if you were playing for Jackson State? Yes sir so I, actually when I went to um, the Sheraton to check in Mm -hmm. um the lady at the front desk was like oh like why are you in town you're just asking simple questions and i'm looking over to the bar and i just see people wearing jackson state gear and i'm like wow this, this is serious and i was like i'm in town for a visit for jackson state and she was like wow like really and i'm like yeah and she was like well i'm sure you would love it here like pretty much everyone here are jackson state fans if you come here that's kind of like almost a, like a religion like coming mm -hmm. here basically insinuates that you are a jackson state fan and yeah. i could the culture is real and it's vibrant and it's it's something to be that you want to be a part of you know it's not you don't get that too many places where 
everybody's fully involved and they want to make a difference in the community so it's, wow. it's very special no that's it man you nailed it that's us you summed us up in a nutshell it's just interesting that you noticed that within the short amount of time that you were there you realized it already so just imagine how it's going to be when you're there full time starting tomorrow when you get into town and uh moving full time so definitely we're looking forward to having you but for you this is a big move obviously yes. you know i said earlier a big move to jackson state but specifically a big move to the south in general because you're you're from california right yes yes okay california born and raised you know so it's definitely a big difference, but my dad, he's from New Orleans, so okay. he grew up in New Orleans, so I got some family down south. I actually got some family in Mississippi as well, okay. West Virginia, North Carolina, so, you know, I got some family on the East Coast, but I'm not so familiar with the East Coast, so it's mm -hmm. definitely a new environment for me, but I'm excited. You know, I'm really big on that Southern hospitality that they mm -hmm. have going on down there, and I think it's a great, it's a great change. It's something to experience, you know, that, right. that's what I'm big on. I love experiencing new things, so, like, going to the south being a part of this program being a part of this community i think it's going to be a great change so i'm excited very excited. okay so california let's talk about it you're from uh the oceanside right yes and that's closer uh, to san diego kind of in between san diego la yes yes like okay. right in the middle actually so it's it's about right there um yeah born and raised you know it's it's pretty crazy my story just because like i wasn't i didn't start out playing sports you know okay. was, i have a, a shift you know if you're from california you know, everybody's either uh, surfing or skateboarding. That's actually <laughs> okay. where I started. I was a skater. I was a big-time skater. Wow. Up. I was sponsored at a young age, um, and I wanted to be a professional skateboarder. Like, that was my goal. And, like, and when I tell coaches this, they don't believe me. They, mm -hmm. they literally sit there and, like, like, stop playing with me. Like, tell me the truth. Mm -hmm. Like, what's going on? And I have to show them footage. And, like, I actually have footage. Like, listen, like, I was that guy at skating. Like, I was doing my thing. So I was sponsored at a young age. The only issue was my parents wouldn't let me travel to compete when I was still in high school. So that kind of ended for me pretty shortly. I was pretty bummed about that, but it was um, not too long after that where I kind of found that I had, I, I believe I have a gift, you know, mm -hmm. where with athleticism, you know, I picked up a basketball one day and uh, went and just started shooting around and I literally went up and just dunked it like it was nothing. Like that was my first time ever dunking and I thought it was like a normal thing. And I remember they had an open gym going on and all the players, all the players on varsity kind of stopped and were like, what's going on? Like, no, there's no way that this random skater kid just went up and dunked that, that basketball. So mm -hmm. it kind of opened my eyes to the world of sports and realized like I, I could do something with this. So not too far later after that, my history teacher was the head football coach at the time for my mm -hmm. high school. And basically, Anytime we would have uh, scouts coming in, like I remember we had USC coming in, UCLA, we had all these other big time schools coming in and he would sit my desk right next to his desk. And anytime those, these recruits or the scouts would come in, he'd be like, Brandon, stand up for me. And then they would look at me and they'd be like, shouldn't this man be playing football or something mm -hmm. right now? Mm -hmm. And that kind of like sparked my interest in football. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to take this full fledged. You know, I think I really want to pursue this. And high school is kind of where it started for me where i kind of kind of dabbled with it i didn't i didn't know if i really wanted to do it but come juco my first year of juco that's when i really locked in and focused on becoming something because i don't know if you knew this but my first year of Ju juco i wasn't playing football i was just going to school full time oh like, no i didn't know that yeah okay. so i wasn't even playing football so my second year when i decided to play it was more like my make it or break it year where it was like listen you have to do something if you 
don't produce, if you don't pick up offers, your chances are, are slim to none. You're not going anywhere. So I took that as a challenge and I accepted it. I was like, okay, bet we're going to make this happen. I'm going to make something out of this because I know my drive and my passion and, and what I care about. So I was like, I'm going to dedicate. And this was during COVID year 2020. So I dedicated that whole year to just train. We didn't have a season. So I trained and I worked hard. I worked, I'm talking three, four workouts a day. Like I am not playing about this. So after that whole COVID year comes the season 2021 and man, I I'm blessed for the things I was able to do that season. I ended up becoming an all-conference receiver. My this is like my first year really playing football too. If you think about it, I became an all-conference receiver. I led my team in touchdowns, uh, receptions, yards, yards per catch, everything. And I picked up about 13 offers. But at the time, I wasn't getting, of course, the bigger offers just because I was so new to the game and people mm -hmm. didn't know about me. I was considered a diamond in the rough, and. That was when, you know, I was getting offers from uh, USD. I got offers from a lot of D2s as well, like Pitt State. I got Tollerton State. I got um, Idaho State, of course. And that's where I ended up going, which is a funny story about that. Um, the receiver coach from my very first offer at Pitt State, which is a Division II, um, he was a receiver coach. And I, I got along with him really well. And we kind of clicked immediately. And then at USD, the receiver coach there offered me Coach Mazzone. And it was funny because when Coach Mazzone got the job at Idaho State as the OC, he was trying to get me there. And I was still kind of like, ah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if I go. And he actually went and hired the coach at Pitt State, the receiver coach that I liked at Pitt State, onto the receiver coach to be the receiver coach at Idaho State just to get me there. <laughs> he knew he knew what he was doing. Wow. He knew what wow. he was doing. So you know, hats off to them. They're, those are great men. I love them to death. You know, I'll, I'll always be there for them as they will for me. So I love those guys. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, things didn't go the way we wanted to at Idaho State. And that's where I actually found Coach Fleming. And Coach Fleming, he's been tracking me since I was even at Palomar. And we so we've kind of grew a relationship right then and there. And he talked to me about Jackson State. And I immediately was like, Jackson State? Like, you're talking about the Jackson State? Wow. The Jackson wow. State. So, I was like, that's kind of like a no-brainer for me. So, you know, coming out on the visit kind of solidified everything for me. And just seeing the campus for myself, seeing the community, it was, it was a blessing. I loved it. Wow, man, that's a lot. That, that's a lot to unpack. And I had, I was just thinking of question after question as you were going. Up. Hopefully I can remember some of these. So, so let's backtrack. Let's back okay. up. Let's go back to high school. So did you end up playing football in high school? Yes. At all? Okay. So you did. So when your history teacher slash the football coach, when those uh, recruits were coming in, recruiters were coming in and he would make you stand up. Was that his way of trying to almost convince you or show you that you should be playing football because you weren't playing pr prior to that? So he wanted you to hear scouts saying, yeah, you should be playing football. It, that's kind of what I'm getting. It kind of it kind of helps me make that decision as well. Like not only did he know that I would be an asset to his football team, he wanted me to make that decision on my own, not just because he wanted to. So he kind of used those those scouts as validation, like you can make something happen out of this. Like this, like you will have attention just for being the size you are. And that kind of gave me perspective, like, okay, I can make something happen out of this. Like hey, he's not just lying. He's not just saying like I could be something. Like even these scouts that don't even know me, that just saw me, can say, Oh yeah, we could work with that. Okay. So that was that was something that that kind of yeah, and solidified my decision with making football my journey. Okay, so after you discovered this athleticism, and you know, from the skating after skating, 
did you play end up playing basketball as well? I would play here and there, not not you know in any type of league or anything. I just kind of would play pickup with my boys okay. and everything. Where and trust me, I was I was working. I was out there putting in some work on the court. So that also kind of helped me as well because it, I started getting attention from that. Like they were like, "Oh, you're so athletic. This, this, and that." Now, I would say it could have gone either way. You know, mm-hmm. if I decided to say, okay, I'm going to stick with basketball. I'm going to stick with this. I'm going to make something happen. I could be hooping at a, hooping at a D1 right now, you know. Mm-hmm. But football, I don't know. It just came easier to me. It just mm-hmm. made more sense to me. I have more connections and relatability in football in that realm. Mm-hmm. So, it, I don't know. I just picked it up easier, and it, it came easier to me. So, yeah, football, football just kind of stuck. Okay, so late bloomer, so to speak, or late to the game as far as starting in football, played your senior year. Now, you said that you went to JUCO that first year you didn't play. Is that because you didn't have any offers or you turned them down? I actually turned it. So I was, I always say I made a a very bad decision, but at the end Mm -hmm. of the day, it always worked out for the best. Absolutely. Um, Mm -hmm. At the end of my senior year, I actually had San Jose State and I had, um, another d2 out that way i forgot the name of it too it was a smaller d2 they reached out to me and i kind of turned it down like i was like you know football it was fun while it lasted but you know it's it's not for me i kind of just assumed it wasn't for me like it when i was playing my senior year i wasn't taking it serious it was more of just like a hey i'm on the football team i always Mm -hmm. wanted to be like yeah i'm a part of the football team and I never took it serious. And it wasn't until junior college is when I took it serious. So after when I was in that period where I wasn't I was in junior college and I wasn't playing football, that was kind of like a year for me, like a buffer year, like a year where I'm like, OK, what am I really doing with my life? What do I really want to do? Like, I need to find out what I want to do and I need to go full fledged with it because I'm a very passionate and just motivating type of person. And I'm not the type of person to just sit around and just do something just you know, just for the fun of it. I need to be locked in on my career and what I want to do. So when I was going through that AKA buffer year, it was kind of a year where I realized that football was really what I wanted to do and what I believe God wanted me to do. Mm. And that was because I was playing pickup basketball during that year at, you know, at the Juco I was at. And I remember a guy sat me down actually and was like, like I need to seriously talk with you. Like I want to have a talk with you. And I was like, yeah, what's up? And he was like, man, you, you have a gift. Like you don't realize it, but God has blessed you with a gift. And not too many people just naturally have those abilities. And I, I took that to heart. I really believed that God was speaking through him to me, letting me know, like, you need to take this seriously. You need to take this athleticism seriously because I was joking with it really. Like I'm just out here being, and I mean, like, I'm out here windmilling on dudes. I'm out here banging on mm-hmm. dudes. Like, like, and these are actual basketball players that play for the school, and I'm just hooping for fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at this point, it's like, you need to do something with this. You can't just be out here wasting this talent. And I asked, and I would, like, talk to God. I would ask him, like, what do you want me to do, God? What, where should I go with my life? What direction should I have with my life? And I think that talk kind of solidified it for me. That kind of opened my eyes, realizing that, this is what God wants me to do. And this is where he wants me to go. So that's when I started getting into, you know, researching other JUCOs where, because the JUCO I was at didn't even have a football team. So hmm. I was trying to figure wow. out where I could go <laughs> to get into JUCO football. So mm-hmm. that's when I found Palomar and was like, you know what? 
Like, I'm going to make this happen. No matter how many – and I mean tons of coaches. Like, we're just saying, like, you're so new to football. You don't have much experience. You only have one year. It's not looking good for you. Like, mm. you're, it's not looking good for you. But then I was like, all right, watch, watch. Watch God work. That's what I was basically telling, like, watch God work. And 2020 happened, which COVID was a blessing for me because – I was still so new to the game. I didn't have any training or anything. Mm. So when they that season was canceled, I was able to train and learn and develop mm. as much as I can before the season happened. And that allowed me to pick up the attention in the offense I got. So I'm, I'm grateful for all of you. Awesome. Awesome. So you leave JUCO, you end up signing with Idaho State. How long were you there? How many years were you there? Just talk about your time at Idaho State and the development as well. Idaho State. It was just this past season. That was the only time I was there. I came in June of 2022, and literally after that summer and fall semester, this past fall semester, I would enter the portal. Um, going into Idaho. I lost you. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. okay. You said, you said going into Idaho State? Yeah, going into Idaho State, I was I came off of a surgery. So in March, I had surgery on my meniscus. I tore my meniscus, my medial meniscus, and I had to get that repaired. So the process for that was very lengthy. It was very lengthy. In my mind, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, as soon as I'm healed, I'll be good to go. Like, I'll be ready. I'll be getting things going. And that was not the truth. Like, as soon as I was healed, I still had to rebuild the muscle. I had to rebuild my um, quick twitch. I had to rebuild everything and basically learn how to run on that knee again because it wasn't used to it. It's been out for, I was I was basically bedridden for three months trying to rebuild the strength in my knee or just letting it heal. And then on top of that, rebuilding it, my mental was messed up. I, I wasn't confident in myself. It was just a whole whirlwind of me trying to get back in action. And plus with me missing spring ball, summer, and even fall camp, my opportunities there were very slim and I wasn't able to really rebuild and be at 100% capability until towards the end of my season at Idaho State, which didn't end up too well. And then on top of that, like I said, the receiver coach that I was very close with, he ended up um, not returning for the next year and our head coach left, brought some guys with them. And on top of that, our season went one in 10. So it, it was just, a recipe for disaster at that point. And I just believe that I needed to be in a new environment. And I believe Jackson State is the place that I need to be where I can really, you know, make myself and I can really show who I am. So it's, okay. that, it's, it's a blessing in disguise, I like to call it. Wow, man, that's an amazing story. I would have never known that, man. I mean, you're ready. It's time for you to explode. It's really time. You're you're overdue. Uh, you're at that breaking point where you're about to really just show what you can do and be able to really showcase your talents. I'm just glad that it will be at Jackson State at the vet in front of the 60,000 fans that we bring <laughs> to the home games. I know man. you're looking forward to that as well. Exciting. Exciting times. I'm very much looking forward to that, sir. Trust right. me. So you talked about that Jackson State, how it all started. Coach Fleming, I think you said, reached out to you. And you, you seemed like you were kind of surprised when, you know, you heard Jackson State. You said, oh, wow, Jackson State. So coming from the West Coast, it did being, you know, obviously at Idaho State. Just tell me what was that familiarity with Jackson State prior to that? Because we think we're a big deal, but that's just us, right? But to hear oh, someone yeah. from so far away kind of say that, I want to kind of get inside your head and, and hear what you knew about Jackson State to make you so excited about it. 
Oh, yeah. I think really because, okay, so first off, I believe Coach Prime kind of put not just Jackson State, but HBCUs more on the map. Like he mm-hmm. made at least, you know, black kids, black players realize that HBCUs need help. They really do from their people. They do need help because there's so much talent that are going to, you know, these PWIs mm-hmm. where we need to get put this talent back in our community. We need to put this talent back into, you know, where we are established, where we're historically known. And I think that at HBCUs is where we can make this happen. Now, for me, it's a little bit more biased because I have family that have been in HBCUs and a okay. lot of my family on my dad's side, they all are graduates of Southern. They're all alumni. So like, you know, it runs a little deeper than that. So, you know, when I heard Jackson State, I was like, oh, Jackson State, like HBCU. And it was funny because when I was in the portal, I kind of mentioned like, man, I would like me and my boys were like, man, I would love to go to HBCU. Like that would be just the greatest opportunity. So when like that's why I said when Jackson State called, I was like, well, like this is like our God. Are you speaking to me? Like what's going on here? Because like I just mentioned how I would love to go to HBCU, experience the culture, like not even just for football, but to experience that culture. And I think it's so big and so important to that everyone needs to experience that at least once. So I thought this was like a perfect storm for me Mm -hmm. to come to Jackson State. So, yeah, that's when I heard Jackson State, I I got real excited. (laughs) I got really excited. So you were excited about that offer. Of course, you came on a visit. You spoke about that a little bit earlier, but it seems from the pictures, man, it seems like you just had a ball at Jackson State. There was this one picture in particular. I know you remember it. I bring this up because you were talking about the basketball and the athleticism and how you windmilling on dudes and stuff like that. Well, there's a picture of you in the at Jackson State on the visit in the uniform in the locker room with the ball showing off that vertical leap with the ball between your legs. You remember that picture? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I remember my commitment picture. I remember yep. that. Oh, yeah. That's the commitment picture. That's right. That's right. Uh, What's that vertical leap? Oh, man. It's it's up there. It's you up there? there. I would say it's around 41 to 42. Okay. Uh, but I think I could get it up there a little more yeah. just because, you know, with my knee being rebuilt, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what I'm capable of doing. Mm-hmm. And what's the uh, current height and weight? 6'4", 218. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. Big target. Big target. <laughs> yeah. Big target. And a nice shooting okay. guard as well. I, I can see you playing ball as well. That's a nice size for a two okay. guard. So okay. no doubt. No doubt. So uh, that visit. Let's go back to the visit. You you know you talked about the reception at the hotel, but talk about the experience on campus and especially getting a chance to go to the stadium. I, I know you saw the, the vet. So what were your thoughts on that? I mean, honestly, seeing the vet you know, through your phone or on TV is a lot different than seeing it in person. I would say that seeing the event in person was a different experience. Like, I was like, this is really it. This is the event. Like, it was so surreal. And just me sitting in that empty stadium, I was just imagining those 60,000 fans just going crazy. And I couldn't, like, it was so surreal for me. Like, I needed it. Like, I was mm-hmm. like, I have to experience this. I need to mm-hmm. experience this. So, I mean, just the vet itself was an experience of its own. And I, I, I can't wait to see that vet build up with 60,000 fans cheering for Jackson State. It's going to be a beautiful thing. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, largest stadium in FCS football. Yes. And uh, we pack it out every single year. 
lead FCS in attendance every year. That's obviously that that number has increased. Uh, it increased when po- Coach Prime arrived. But even prior to Coach Prime, we led the uh, FCS in attendance the year before he came. Uh, I think we had like a four and eight record or something. We're losing losing season, and we still led the FCS in attendance by wow. far. So that just shows the support of the fans. So packing out, man, you're gonna have goosebumps if you felt that way with the empty stadium. You're gonna have goosebumps. And the biggest, one of the biggest games that we have at the vet is Southern. So I know your dad's gonna be oh, in the yeah. house. We, we played him twice at the vet last year. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's gonna be personal. That one's gonna oh, be yeah. personal. <laughs> we won't get him at home this year. It's crazy. If we play him uh, this upcoming season, it'll probably be in Baton Rouge, or we may move it to a neutral site. But the atmosphere down there is crazy as well—a much smaller stadium. But I mean, it's and it's something that you have to experience. But how many years of eligibility do you have? Because we hope, hopefully, you can get a chance to experience it in the vet. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Currently, I have two. Um, that COVID year okay. helped out a okay. lot as well. So yeah, currently I'm sitting on two. Uh, Two years of eligibility, so we're gonna make okay. something happen with these two years for sure. Good stuff, good stuff. All right, so you see Taylor coming in and to take over. I know I'm pretty sure you had a conversation or two with him, so uh, just talk to us about that. Share what you can share. Of course, a lot of that may just be private, personal things that you know you guys have talked about, but what can you share with us as far as those conversations? Man, based off our conversations, I will say I, I love him. He's a very genuine dude and he's real. You know, you can tell that he cares about Jackson State, he cares about keeping that culture and building it up even more. Just even you see with the recruits he's brought in and the guys he's gotten committed, you can tell he's, he's, he means business. He's serious about Jackson State football. He's serious about this community. So um, sitting down, speaking with him, you know, just discussing the plans, what, what you know, his vision, what he has for Jackson State in the future of Jackson State. It's a beautiful thing. You know, I'm not going to get too much into everything, but mm-hmm. I will tell you that it's you guys have something to look forward to. <laughs> I will say that. No doubt. Something beautiful to look forward to. So it's going to be some great times and we're going to make some things happen. Sure, sure. So pop quiz time. I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh. And it's okay if you don't know this. You're still learning everything. Oh, you know, yeah, you're learning I, everything about it. You haven't even made it. Yet, man. Right, you haven't made it. So <laughs> you, you okay. should know the answer to this, but, uh, you know, I, I want to educate you if you don't. What position did your head coach, T.C. Taylor, play? Wide receiver. Okay, all right. So this is the part I want to know if you if you know. But he's actually Jackson State's single-season receptions leader. Did you know that? Yes. I oh, okay. How how'd you know that? He told me. So, oh wow! Okay, um, typically he doesn't he doesn't say it, but that, that's that's okay. And then I think there's a reason for it because okay. when we sat down and had our talk, you know, the thing he told me is he says he sees a lot of himself in me. He told wow. me that like I, he wow. sees, I see a lot of myself Man. in me, and I have a lot of I see a lot of potential and growth in you, and I think that you know you have the possibility of breaking my record. <laughs> I was like, yeah. okay, well shoot, let's make it happen. So I think that's where. Our conversations ran a little deeper, a little more yeah. personal level, you know. So, you know, I was like, this is a guy I want to play for. This mm. is a coach I want to play for. And, wow. you know, having your head coach say, like, I see you, I, I see me and you, like, that's that's deep. That runs deep. So I, I think this is the place for me. Right. And, and okay. this is the coach I want to play for. Man, I kid you not. You took the words out of my mouth. That was going to be the very next thing I was going to say. What he said, he sees a lot of you in him. I was going to say that now, I don't know if he meant on the field specifically, but I mean on the field, just from the size. He's, he's, yeah. He was 6'4". Uh, yeah. I don't know. I can't remember his playing weight, but I know it was right around the same, right? Probably in yeah. that two, 218, 220 range, so yeah. from a, just a stature standpoint. But also the athleticism. He was very athletic. This He was a former basketball player as well. He played basketball in high school. I actually, we used to play each other against each other in high school, and oh. he had scholarship offers to play 
basketball as well. Of course, he, he chose football. So from that standpoint alone, I definitely see the similarity. So I definitely can see you guys are connecting on that level. So good stuff. Yes, good stuff. And speaking of that, man, talk about your playing style. Is there a certain player that we can look at and say that, you know, resembles your game or your game resembles theirs or you're patting yourself out? Okay, so although I don't believe my game resembles this person, my favorite receiver, like, all time is OBJ. Odell Beckham is my all-time favorite receiver. I love that, man. I love his style. I love the way he plays. I love how he plays with passion. He he really cares about what he's doing. Um, My my nickname – I would say throughout, you know, my time at JUCO, Idaho, they would either call me Megatron or DK. That was, like, the main two just because I play very physical and aggressive. Like, that is my – I play very physical and aggressive. But I'm not – I'm not very – I'm not a very one-dimensional type of player. I'm not a – oh, he's just a deep threat. Oh, he's just a a red zone threat. Like, he – like, I'm very versatile. You can put me anywhere. So that's where it comes into – my play style, it's hard for me to define my play style just because I am capable of doing it all. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it's hard for me to define that. But I would mm-hmm. just say, if I have to, I would just say playmaker. Definitely, definitely. Shout out to DK, DK Metcalf. I don't know if yes. you knew this, but he's from Mississippi. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, from Mississippi. His dad, uh, from Mississippi as well, played in the NFL. His dad is the coaching currently at the JUCO in Mississippi as well. So shout out to the Metcalf family. Very talented family. Everybody plays football in that family. So definitely. <laughs> You mentioned your favorite player, but what about GOAT? Who's your GOAT wide receiver? And FYI, there's only one correct answer, but I want to see what you got. Man. Might have to go with Megatron. Okay. Okay. Megatron. Yeah. Megatron. Yeah. Yeah. I respect that, but now I have to give you the correct answer. Right. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice, go receiver. <laughs> and a uh, okay. fun fact about Jerry Rice, I don't know if you knew, know this. Obviously, he's out there on the West Coast as well, you know, uh, you know, 49er, 49er for life, go Niners. But he uh, he's from Mississippi. And uh, not only is he from Mississippi, he played in the SWAC. He played in our conference. He played at Mississippi Valley State, a team that we play every single year. So uh, one more, go running back. Also, only one correct answer. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I don't know. I'm asking you that for a reason. I know you play wide receiver, but I'm asking you that for a reason. I don't know if I have a goal running back. I mean, I have some favorites, but I don't, I don't, as far as the goats. Okay. That's, that's okay. That's cool. I I was asking you that. I was asking you that because um, you may know this already because you were in the building when you went to Jackson State, but our goat. Walter Payton, he played at Jackson oh, okay. State, of course. Yeah, so that, okay. that's where I was going with that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good stuff, man. Well, hey, we appreciate this. I know the fans are going to get a kick out of this. We're looking forward to meeting you. Uh, what's your message to the fans until you get there and can start mingling and meeting them? What kind of message do you want to send to them? What do you want to say to them? Man, I just want to I want to let them know to be on, be on the lookout. We got something special coming, and y'all have no idea – the type of season we're about to have. I, I truly believe that they have no idea what to expect. It's going to be something special, and just keep on the lookout. Trust me. Be on standby. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's it. That's it. What does uh, Coach T.C. Taylor say on Twitter? He doesn't say much. He says standby. So so that's what Brandon is telling us, standby as well. Stand and speaking by. of social media, how can the fans catch up with you on social media? Oh, you know, by showing love 
of course, or through Twitter, reposting. Like they've they've showed me more than enough love. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> they have shown me plenty of love. They have shown me, welcomed me with open arms, and I am more than thankful. And I just can't wait to you know make something happen in the vet form. So it's okay. Gonna be special. And what's that Twitter handle as well as IG? How can they find you? It is B Johnson, but you replace the O with the X. So B John S X N underscore. That's for the Twitter. And then for the Instagram, it's just the same thing with no underscore. Got it. So, yeah, once again, B John S X N. Got it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, 6'4", 218, wide receiver coming out of Idaho State, and he's on the brink of greatness. He's about to explode onto the scene like never before. Mr. Brandon Johnson, thank you for your time. We're looking forward to meeting you. Likewise. Have a good one. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.